Welcome to the Cody Lee Show. Joining you from my hometown of Kansas City, a large city with a hometown feel. I'm your host, Cody Lee, body mind coach, Reiki master, artist, massage therapist, and lover of all things healing and metaphysical. My deepest desire is to support you in living your empowered life. Inviting you to connect deeply within, discover new ways of thinking, seeing, and understanding the world, and hearing truly inspiring stories of growth and transformation. Today, I'm excited to jump into the topic of it's not just physical, talking about physical challenges, physical ailments, and what are some of their mental and emotional counterparts. Now, An amazing thing that I've done for the last, oh, I don't know, 15 years of my life um, is work with the body as a massage therapist and also as a little bit of an intuitive healer, if you will. I kind of, I don't always like, I'm kind of with people on that word healer. I don't like to say I'm the one that's doing the healing on people because that's not really how it is. It's really more I'm helping set up conditions for the body to come into a greater alignment for itself, really, because our body is really good at healing itself. And so we kind of, when we set up the circumstances, right, we we eat the right food, we drink the right water, we think the right thoughts, we, you know, surround ourselves with powerful and inspiring things, then we are actually coming into alignment so that there can be a greater sense of ease and healing. So I am not the healer per se, but oftentimes I can see into another and what they maybe most need for their next healing journey. And I say it this way because, you know, from the human design system, which is a system that I use a lot. If you don't know anything about human design, I will be doing a deep dive into human design and kind of an intro to let everybody know. But I'm a projector in the human design um if you will, in the human design system. And as a projector, my ability is really to see deeply into the other and what they maybe need most so I can help them see more clearly what they need to work on and to to guide them. I'm basically a kind of guide. And so as I have spent the last 15 years as a massage therapist, I started when I was 16. I started, you know, I I became a, a Reiki practitioner and a Reiki energy worker. Early on, I was probably 17 when I became kind of certified in level one and level two. And then I later became a Reiki master, which is what I currently am. I've worked in this world of the body and the energy system for a very long time. And one of the things that I've consistently seen over and over and over is we are a body, a mind, and a spirit those three are inherently connected. So whenever there is something physical that is going on, there's often a mental and emotional counterpart. And also when there's something mental and emotional going on, it's going to manifest if it hasn't already physically. So they're going to be related. And I also spent several years at the school of metaphysics as both a student and a teacher for probably about three years. And I learned even more about that, you know, mental 
emotional, physical connection. Because we have these kind of layers of consciousness. And one of those, we have a mental plane, we have the emotional plane, we have the physical plane. And those mental kind of thought patterns, those beliefs will eventually trickle themselves into the emotional, will we'll play them out, we'll react with them emotionally, they'll manifest emotionally, and then they'll eventually manifest physically. Whether it's making physical choices that are coming from an emotional state that come from a limiting thought pattern or whether it is a powerful thought pattern that creates and generates a powerful emotion that then spurs and inspires us into physical action or it can also look like dis-ease in the body or any kind of physical conditions and ailments. So I'm not gonna go into like a deep dive of every single body part and its mental and emotional counterpart, but what I really wanted to do is kind of capture high level parts of the body and what they tend to be correlated to. I also want to give you some, um, some tools for you yourself to use. So there's several books that I, I turn to I use often. Um, I also have had a lot of experience up until now. And so I have also my own experience I kind of go to, but these books are super helpful. So I also want to give you them as tools for your kind of bag of, you know, bag of healing, if you will, because <laughs> it's not really a bag of tricks, we're a bag of healing. Then you can use them for yourself. And I also say this to preface everything, which is, Take what you need and leave the rest. If there is something in this episode for you that completely resonates and you're like, oh my gosh, that's totally fitting, dive into it. If there's something I say or I read or I share that doesn't feel like it's right, it's okay, let that go. It may not be right for you. Because I've often found, you know, high level, let's say the spine is about our emotional intelligence. So anything that's going on in the spine often has to do with our emotional flexibility, dexterity, uh, IQ, if you will, the emotional IQ, if you will, how we process, how we work with, how we use our emotions, but how it shows up at the top of the spine is very different than how it will show up at the bottom of the spine. But I've also found that just because the lower part of your spine often has to do with our sense of groundedness and stability and um, kind of like sense of being in the world, doesn't mean that that might not necessarily show also in your neck and shoulders. So I also want you to realize that you're the inner authority here. Yes, I have years of experience and I can share that with you and I can give that wisdom to you, but I am not um, the authority over your authority. Your authority at the end of the day is always going to be more substantial because you're going to receive what you need most in this present moment. What I may have to say may be true, but maybe you're not ready to hear it or it, it doesn't feel aligned for you. I also, as a kind of precursor warning, if you will, want to invite you to understand you, I want you to play with this. Um, and I say that because oftentimes we can use this knowledge to, in new unique ways of using it to beat ourselves up, right? Oh, well, I'm having this physical headache because I'm being so hard on myself and I just need to stop being so hard on myself. Geez, what's wrong with you? So then you're actually doing the thing that you're not supposed to be doing 
trying to stop yourself from doing the thing, right? You're, you're being hard on yourself, beating yourself up for being hard on yourself. So I really want this to be an invitation of, this isn't about blaming yourself. This isn't about feeling like you're a terrible person because you had these thoughts and da 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 da. It's also not taking away the fact that there, I mean, if the, if the pain medicine helps, if the Advil helps relieve the headache, by all means, take it, do it. Um, and also maybe work on you putting pressure on yourself, right? Headaches often related to anything neck and shoulder, your head, neck, shoulder region is gonna be somewhat related to putting pressure on yourself or putting too much pressure on yourself. So I'm never gonna say it's all, you know, all your thoughts and your emotions and you just need to work on that and Western medicine is out. That's never gonna be the case. I'm always gonna invite you that it's actually a holistic approach, looking at both sides. Take the medicine and do the inner work. Do the inner work and take the supplements that help you nurture your body. You know, do both so you can come into a deeper level and experience of healing and also so it happens quicker. On the other side, I have experienced just doing the medicine and it has helped. And I've also experienced just doing the thought and emotion work, the inner work, and it's helped heal me. Both of which often take longer than when I do them together. When I do them together, it's like, well, I could be in this cast for six to eight months or I could be in this cast for three months. Which would I prefer? And oftentimes I'm always gonna choose the three month, but it also means that I have to put a little bit more time, attention, awareness. So I'm gonna go back to see exhibit A, which is take what you need, leave the rest, trust your own inner authority above all else, okay? And don't use this to blame yourself. This is not something that I want you to bring into your life to then use as another tool of berating and beating yourself up. That's not what this is about. This is about understanding at a deeper level what could be going on. This also isn't a blame of like, you know, I, I experienced this with my mom because she had a lot of physical challenges in her life. And I, there were several times where I wanted to invite her into the discussion or the topic of, well, how can your thoughts and your emotions be a part of this physical challenge? And it kind of got turned around in that moment. And I've done this to myself too. So that's why I bring it up is, you know, oh, well, you're saying that I thought something and it just manifests physically. Like, so I created my own pain. That's what you're saying. And that becomes very defensive. So again, I'm gonna go back to exhibit one, take what we need, leave the rest, trust your own inner authority. If something feels like it resonates, great. If something doesn't, let it go. Um, and also at the end of the day, how can you suspend a little belief and or disbelief around how your thoughts can actually impact and manifest physically in your body or how your emotions can have an impact on the manifestation of dis-ease or challenges in your physical condition, okay? There's also something here that I feel like is now is the time to bring up, and that is I feel like pain over the last 15 years of working as a massage therapist, but also pretty much over the course of my life, I've really learned that pain is communicating. It's trying to talk with me. It's like a signal, but when we blow past the pain, when we ignore the pain, when we numb the pain, we're not actually listening. We're not turning within, we're not listening to ourselves, we're not listening to our 
your body. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, if your kid was doing something that was new, like trying to learn the bike, and they were getting hurt, the, their knees kept getting banged up, they were bleeding everywhere, they needed band-aids, but you just kept pushing and pushing and pushing, we would often feel like that was very dangerous and somewhat abusive towards a kid. So why do we then continuously push ourselves beyond the pain and suffering when really it's there to communicate. It's not to say that you can't go outside of your comfort zone. And I think there's that line between what is pain and what is outside of, what is discomfort? Discomfort is great to push yourself out, out of discomfort or, or push yourself into discomfort, really, out of the comfort zone and into something new and kind of face your fears. That's fantastic. Putting your Putting yourself in a place of pain for sufferings, you know, just, just to suffer or putting yourself in a place of pain that it is tearing you down, is, is, is um, weakening yourself. The point to have exhaustion, the point of, you know, complete shutdown, like that's not healthy. That's not, that's abusive. That's abusive towards ourselves. So how can we change that relationship, if you will, with pain? And I think understanding that there is mental pain, there's emotional pain, there's physical pain, it's all there to communicate. And sometimes when we have physical pains, they're actually trying to communicate something that's going on mentally and emotionally. I think a lot of us can understand that, of course, stress impacts the body. Well, stress is a form of communication. It's actually a form of pain too. And it has a mental and emotional counterpart. We all understand that really to, to have a different relationship with your stress is to mentally have different thought patterns, emotionally set yourself up with affirmations or positive ways of thinking or surround yourself with positive people or listening to podcasts that inspire and help you. Those are ways in which we can help ourselves emotionally. We can also help ourselves mentally and emotionally with therapy, with coaching, with counselors, with doing harder inner work, understanding, rewiring our brain, rewiring kind of the patterns that we're getting into that are leading to some of the same emotional things. We can also realize that stress, doing the same thing over and over and over again, will manifest in physical challenges. Think about this in terms of like, you know, I think of somebody who sews, they naturally get carpal tunnel or somebody who types a lot, right? They naturally get carpal tunnel due to over and over and over doing the same thing that's not in support or alignment with their body. So I want you to think about what I just said there, doing something over and over and over again that's not in support or alignment with your body. So this is the same thing that can happen mentally and emotionally. Think about an old story that is playing. You're not good enough. You're never going to be good enough. You are a failure and everything you try always, you know, you end up failing at. So don't try anything new. That is a belief that you may go to over and over and over again anytime you try and step out of your comfort zone. That 
belief is eventually gonna cause you stress and maybe every time you go to even go drive a new path to work shows its head again and it's a gremlin that starts talking at you and then your world gets smaller and smaller and smaller until the point that you have anxiety even stepping outside of your house. Now that's gone to a pretty serious place, but again, that's going back to doing something repetitively over and over and over that's not in alignment with you or your body. It's not in alignment with actually who you are, who you're meant to be. So we really wanna think about these things when we're talking about the physical body and what is the mental emotional counterpart. So I'm gonna kinda go over the body really quick and the things that I notice, the things that show up in certain areas. And this is again, high level, not super deep. And then I'm gonna show you a couple of the books that I like to use. And then I'm gonna give you a couple tools or tricks for how you can connect with your body and your pain and your challenges and open up a dialogue to see what's going on mentally and emotionally. So number one, I wanna start with, I started with the spine, so that's what I'm gonna start with. So the spine absolutely has to do with our emotional flexibility. And I want you to think about, it's like, your, you know, your posture, your ability to stand and move through the world. If you have a stiff posture, then you cannot move. And that's true of our emotions. If we are stuffing our emotions, if we're stuck in our emotions, if we're not thinking, feeling, allowing our emotions to move, we stiffen that posture. And then naturally it stiffens our actual physical posture, which then will manifest somewhere along the spine. Now the upper part of the spine, so your head, neck, shoulders, kind of that cranial area, the cranial um, uh, vertebra area is all gonna be related to your ideal. And thinking about ideal, meaning the highest image that you have of yourself, i.e. sometimes your perfection, right? So if you find yourself a type A person, high ideals, high perfection, uh, not willing to compromise, trying to be in control of everything, you know, that, that sense of putting that pressure, the weight of the world on your shoulders kind of thing, like I have to do everything and I have to be everything for everyone at all times and nothing can ever go wrong. It's a lot of pressure. And you can actually see as I'm talking about it, my shoulders are lifting. If you're watching the video, if you're just listening, you my shoulders are lifting. They're trying to like kiss my ears. And so what I want you to see or hear in that is if that is a thought pattern that's running, conscious or unconscious, you're completely unaware of this pattern that is running again over and over and over, it's gonna manifest in your neck and shoulders. That could look like, um, head, neck, shoulder pain that can look like migraines that can look like, a, you know, kind of your, your, your neck and shoulder doing one of two things, either like moving forward, you know, or stiffening out, getting too straight. Um, of course, also looking at our phones all day long affect the curvature of our spine. But again, you will notice sometimes that certain people don't ever have issues and they are on their phone all the time, but that person that's always on their Instagram and feels like they can never live up to the constant image of what they see of their friends and their family, and it's related to the ideal of who they think they should be, always ends up getting migraines. It's gonna be a funny thing that that'll happen that way. Um, it also can show up in your arms, your neck and shoulder. And so our, our arms and our hands are also related to our purpose. And the way that I kind of understand this or connect with this for myself is our hands are about our doing. And so if we don't come from an aligned place, we'll end up doing things that don't 
serve us that are not aligned, that are not a true yes. It's kind of like the chronic people pleaser that says yes to everything and ends up doing everything, but feels like nobody's there for them and nobody cares and is not aligned with a deeper purpose for themselves or isn't in alignment with who they feel like they really are. Um, Maybe has a high ideal, but that ideal wasn't them to begin with. They didn't, it wasn't their ideal. It was an ideal that was passed to them from a parent. And so understanding these things can be important to kind of connect with that part of the body and say, all right, what, what's in this for me? Why does this keep showing up? Oftentimes when I'm pushing myself too hard to do too much and I'm not listening to my body and slowing down, it will manifest in my right wrist. I'm a massage therapist. I use my hands a lot, repetitive motion. Physically, the repetitive motion is going to naturally create a kind of stress fracture, if you will. It doesn't actually fracture it. It's not fractured, but it's like it creates that stress fissure. I don't know how to call that in in the rock, right? The little fissure that comes in the rock. It creates that. So naturally, when I have mental emotional stress of a similar component, it's going to go to the place of ease. It's going to go to the path that's already been laid. Think of that kind of like you would think of the desert. If there is a path that has already been carved in the desert land, when it rains, the water is naturally going to go towards the path of least resistant. Mental and emotional stress will do the same thing. So if you already broke your wrist when you were a kid, then if you are putting pressure on yourself to do more things and do all the things and you're not listening to yourself and you're not slowing down, it may show up in your fractured wrist that you had from a kid, you know, being a kid. So yes, there is a physical activity that happened a long time ago, but why does it keep showing up in that area? That's the thing you want to become curious about, especially when there's nothing, quote unquote, that's happening in your life that should have physically caused that. And so really looking at, you know, so when I'm overworking myself, it shows up in my wrist. So when my wrist starts to hurt, I go, okay, where in my life can I take some things off of my plate? Where in my life can I nurture myself a little bit more, take care of myself? And I start to take some activities. I also get a massage, go to the chiropractor, put my wrist in a brace. I take care of myself. I do the physical and the mental emotional work. I do both, okay? Now, if we move down the spine, we move into the thoracic. So the thoracic part of your back is basically from your shoulders um, down towards your hips, right? So that middle part of your back, it's going to be like where your shoulder blades are, um, where the lower part of your ribs are. That's where your thoracic spine is. And this is often related to, again, kind of connecting those arms, connected to your purpose. Um, How are you being in the world? And I think about this also from the standpoint of, you know, energetically being is, is about who we are in the inside. If we're not aligned with ourselves and we're out of alignment, then oftentimes there can be an out of alignment in that area. Also, specifically in the area of the heart, if you have heartbreak, if you have heartache, if you have a breakup or there is grief, someone has passed in your life, it can show up either in your chest, which is where we oftentimes will store grief, um, or it will show up in the thoracic 
part of your back in that same area. So your chest just go all the way to the back part. That's where it will also show up. So when maybe you haven't dealt with an old grief work or um, old, you know, being rejected, I think about, God, I think about how many times I went through breakups over and over and over again. And I just thought it was me and I was a terrible person and all the things that kept me also from living my purpose, living my truth, being, you know, being seen, being heard because I was closing in on myself. It also left me with kind of that hole in a heart feeling. And I had to spend a few years kind of filling myself up so much to the point where like my shoulders rolled forward. I kind of hunched myself, my whole chest area kind of hunched forward. And so I've worked on my posture. I've also worked on building myself up, standing strong in who I am. We have these like euphemisms, right? These weight of the world on our shoulder or gut feeling or, you know, standing up for ourselves, you know, having that strong posture. We have these imageries for a reason is because they actually have a bigger symbolic mental, emotional component that's really important to kind of take note of and see and be aware of. So as you move down the spine, you know, you have the gut area. A lot of times when people are dealing with unresolved emotions, this can be anxiety, worry, depression, grief, fear, uh, resistance, rejection, all of it. <laughs> any, any negative, well, I'll say quote unquote negative emotion that is unresolved that has not been looked at it's going to manifest in your gut area. It's also gonna show up in this area, again, because this part of the body is about purpose and it kind of then ties into activity and that'll come lower in the spine and lower in the intestines. But it's gonna be related to our inner alignment. And I see this a lot with people. If you don't know how to listen to your intuition or what your gut is saying, then you need to work on that relationship so you can come in alignment with your gut. If, on the other hand, you do know how it communicates or what it's saying, but you choose to ignore it, you really need to stop. Like you really need to turn within and start listening to your gut. Because our gut is a part of showing us, teaching us, guiding us towards what is right for us, what is in most alignment. And when we look at the human design system, again, I like to use this system a lot. <laughs> um, our gut for 70% of the world is your authority. It is your only authority, not your head, but your gut. And so often we think with our heads and we dismiss our body, but it's actually our body that's actually trying to communicate the truth of what is in most alignment for us. You have that sacral authority, which is literally in the gut. Um, so really coming into, you know, kind of when you're having those those tummy issues, you know, you're having maybe feel sick, sick to your stomach or you're having stomach challenges. It's going to be maybe some un unresolved emotion that needs to be processed. I do find that whenever I have a tendency to get food poisoning is also when I have not been present or aware of the emotions that were running in the background. And at some point, my body was like, no, nope, this all got to go. <laughs> and it just kind of vomits it up. <laughs> um, but when I come into curiosity around what was in that for me, what was hidden in that, then I can kind of learn from it. 
I don't always. So again, take what you need, leave the rest. We're all human, we're not all perfect. As you move down the spine, you move into the, the lumbar part of the spine, lower back into your hips, into your sacral. So I'm just gonna lumbar, on, lumbar and sacral. Um, I'm not gonna break down the sacral. The sacral does have some of its own stuff, but that lower part, your hips, you know, lower back, lower intestine is gonna be related to your activity, but specifically your activity that is in alignment, right? So ideal purpose and activity is kind of the flow. Your highest ideal, if you're not living your highest ideal, you're not coming from a clear purpose, you're not gonna make aligned action. So you're going to feel unstable. A lot of times when people are kind of manifest in the hip area, wherever that is, it's because they don't feel grounded, they don't feel centered, they don't feel balanced, um, or they're taking action that is out of alignment. It's kind of like, I want you to stand up and take a, a left foot forward. And then once you've taken that step, don't move your right, don't move your right, then take another step with your left, and then another, and then another. And if you'll notice, it's really A, hard to do that, but B, you just move in a circle. And so that's sometimes what can happen in the hips with our kind of mental, emotional journey is we're maybe making choices mentally that are not in alignment with our gut. And so we're making these choices that are just constantly making us go in a circle and leaving us off balance. And if you think about that in terms, if you spent like two years, that's the only way that you move through the world, then your left leg would be a lot stronger than your right leg, naturally leaving you off balance. So again, high level, this is high level kind of looking at it. Your hips can also show you, you know, it's connected to where the liver is and specifically the liver is about old anger. So sometimes I will find that what is leaving someone off balance, again, going back up to that middle part of the body, which is about unresolved emotions. When you are coming from an unresolved emotional state, you're making choices from and reacting with those unresolved emotions, then you're actually making actions that are leaving you unbalanced because you're already unbalanced. And so you can then have different anger, different feelings that are stored in the hip, resentments, um, all those kinds of things will really show up in the hips. I remember specifically, I did a yoga class and the yoga lady was fantastic. She was super awesome. She put us in this really nice deep lunge pose and all of a sudden I was just really mad at her. I was annoyed, I was like, what is wrong with her? Why is she making us do this? She is a terrible person. I am so angry. And I was like, whoa, whoa, calm yourself down. And what I noticed in that was that position was actually releasing all of this old energy. And in that moment when I recognized it, I was like, oh, I'm getting mad at her and the situation does not make any sense for me to actually get mad at her. So I'm gonna choose not to get mad at her because that doesn't make any sense, but I am gonna choose to acknowledge I am really angry right now and I can let that energy move through me as I breathe and as I release this energy. 
And by the time I was done with it, I at some point ended up in tears and it was a great release. And I loved her after, you know, after I was all done. I loved her before and I loved her afterwards. So the whole thing was a journey in me really seeing how these energies can get trapped in different parts of your body. And when you're releasing them, you have to breathe, you have to let them go. So the last part I'm going to kind of dive into, of course, is your legs and your feet. So your legs and your feet are often going to be be related to, again, that sense of stability. But oftentimes it's about, you know, forward motion. Are you taking steps that are moving you forward? Do you feel like you have one foot in the past and one foot in the future and nothing in the present? So you feel out of balance. Um, Knee issues are going to be close to that. You know, they're going to be related to how you're moving in the world world, but really not just physically how you're moving, but mentally, emotionally, are you moving with fear constantly, you know, at your, at your back or every decision you make is actually a decision from a place of fear instead of a place of alignment. Then oftentimes it's going to start to slowly manifest itself in the knee as knee challenges, as knee issues. And people have asked me all the time, what about old age? Doesn't it just happen? Well, I love to challenge my own belief around that. And I'm never gonna say that old age isn't an issue because obviously many people's experiences is old age is is an issue. But my curiosity is what about those people that are like 90 and still doing yoga and don't have the pains and issues that we have? How are they living life differently? And could it have anything to do with mental and emotional? There have been plenty of times where I'm like, oh, maybe I'm just getting that ache and pain because I have an old age, but then it consistently stayed. And I was like, well, let me do my work. Let me work on it, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally and kind of check in and see what's going on here. And oftentimes there was something there for me that I needed to heal at a deeper mental, emotional level. And then within a few months, the pain, the issue completely was, was resol- resolved. It completely went away. So my curiosity with that is how much is old age truly a contributor to our aches and pains and how much is our old condition patterns that go with us into our old age a part of our ailments and pains and challenges that come through as we age because sometimes we hold on to beliefs that really we needed to let go of years ago but we never did and then it just starts to manifest and then we're set in our ways quote unquote and we don't change so I always encourage myself when I kind of have that thought of like oh yeah old age or my clients have that thought oh yeah old age well what about the monks that don't have any aches and pains and they meditate every day and they work on their thoughts and they surround themselves with you know positive energy and prayer and all of those things Why don't they have aches and pains? So I'm always challenging those beliefs, which is, I think is important because it just allows me to look, look differently at the overall picture. I wanted to invite you into activating your purpose. It's an amazing deep dive into cultivating your purpose from a place of embodied being that I am starting this March, March, 2021. And we are going to be going through this whole entire amazing Gene Keys journey activation sequence over the course of four months. So you're going to get your own unique profile that'll connect you with your genes and your DNA and your 
actual purpose, the gifts and the shadows that are there. And we're going to walk through the journey of how to discover, how to contemplate, how to allow all the things that need to come up and be healed, but also how to allow our own inner light, your inner light to come through and shine more clearly and more freely and to really live and be your purpose in action in everything that you do. So I want to invite you to that. If you want to check that out, it's codylee.com slash purpose and come join us in activating your purpose. So that's the overview of the body. Now I'm going to dive into just a couple of books that I love using. Um, the lightest and the easiest is Heal Your Body by Louise Hay. So I have it, I have it on my, uh, if, if you're on video, you can see um, it's Heal Your Body by Louise Hayes. And it's really a great book that helps you understand the mental causes, but she does a really cool job of, she kind of gives the mental cause or the physical condition, then the mental cause, and then an affirmation. Um, sometimes I find that I want more information. It doesn't like what sh that she gives in the book. I feel like I want it to go a little deeper or I want to understand a little bit more what, what she means by a particular thing. Let me see if I can give you an example as I pull it up really quick. So uh, we'll say, I don't want to read that one. We'll say deafness. Uh, deafness, the, the mental cause, rejection, stubbornness, isolation. Um, what don't you want to hear? Don't bother me. Okay, so that's all it says. And so sometimes I'm like, what? But what is that? mean. I don't understand. So when I was in the beginning of my journey, I used this book a lot and it was really great, but I also felt like I wanted to go deeper. Now, when I read that, I have worked with a lot of this enough that I can go deeper with it. And I, I know how to do that, um, it, which is what I do with my clients. That's what I do with my massage clients and my coaching clients is we just go deeper. Um, but if you're starting out, sometimes reading that, it's great. It gives you a place to start, but it sometimes leaves a little, it leaves a little bit to be desired. The affirmation for it though, I really do love. And that is, I listen to the divine and rejoice at all that I am able to hear. I am one with all. So she gives these really powerful kind of like focal points of sometimes when we're in our pain, or our challenges or our suffering, it doesn't help us to focus on the suffering. It actually helps us to focus on where it is we want to go. It's kind of like you can't buy a plane ticket if you don't know the destination that you want to go to. You can't have true permanent healing if you don't know the destination that you want to belong to. So she gives a really great kind of understanding um, in those affirmations about where to go and how to direct yourself that way. So I do enjoy that as a resource. My second resource that I kind of was my second introduction to this that I have used a lot is called Permanent Healing um, by Dr. Daniel Condren. And I don't have that book in my presence, so I cannot show it to you on the video. Um, but if you look it up, Permanent Healing by Dr. Daniel Condren, it's based off of, written from a, a teacher at the School of Metaphysics, and it's based off of health analyses that they have done many, many, many over the course of many years. And in a health analysis that you get at the School of Metaphysics, you, it breaks down the mental, emotional, and physical about what's going on in your current life at this moment. It's kind of like they take a snapshot and in that snapshot, they can kind of break out mentally, emotionally, and physically what is going on. And so this book was written from his experience of doing thousands of those readings in kind of what was 
what was the mental and emotional cause behind some of the physical things that were showing up. What I loved about it was I used to use the two, heal your body and permanent healing to kind of together to kind of see, hey, do these match? Do they fit? Do they not? Um, What fits more? And I found a lot of times the permanent healing gave me a bigger description or at least gave me a little bit more meat uh, than the Heal Your Body book. So I used it and then I would use the affirmations from the Heal Your Body book to kind of supplement and, and help the overall picture with the permanent healing. And I love it. It's a really great book. I really enjoy it. I think I get a lot out of it. The way it's broken down is you have your ailments and then you have your mental emotional cause. And then on the other side, you have things that you can do to work on it. And oftentimes it's mindset shifting or it's um, kind of activities that you can take to redirect yourself. So it kind of does a little bit of both, which I really enjoy. The last book that I love, which is for somebody like me who loves the research, I love to deep dive. I love to know all the possibilities. I am, you know, constantly the everlasting learner and grower. Um, This book is for you, but this is much bigger, much more in depth. And I do find that with this book, sometimes I have to take what I need and leave the rest because out of a paragraph of things, four or five things will really resonate hard and the rest are like, meh, eh, eh. So I let those things go. So I practice what I preach. This book is called The Complete Dictionary of Ailments and Diseases. And it's, you know, an inch and a half thick. So (laughs) it's really, really big. And it is by the author Jacques Mortel. Jacques Mortel. J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. Jacques. I hope I'm saying that right. Martel. Um, I believe he's a French from Canada, if I remember correctly. Um, but the way that he breaks things down is very in-depth. There's like a whole paragraph. And usually the way that it goes is the one paragraph is about the mental and emotional causes to some of to, to that physical thing. And it reads like a dictionary. So you like, you would look up, you know, uh, cholesterol and it would tell you what you need to go to. Oh, this one says see blood cholesterol. Okay. So then I'll go to blood and I'll go look up, you know, cholesterol related to blood. And it's going to say blood cholesterol. And it's going to basically kind of give a description like a dictionary would, or like an encyclopedia would. And then the very last part is what you can do to work on it. It's part affirmation, part shifting, a different way of looking at yourself or the situation, but it's really an invitation into the heart and coming into acceptance and coming into love for the self. And so I really appreciate that that vantage point too. So oftentimes I'll use a little bit of all of these books. Let me see if I can go into cholesterol since that one came through while I was reading. Blood, it's probably gonna be like a really long one, so I'll read you a couple sentences. How about that? Cholesterol, okay. Cholesterol is linked to the blood. It symbolizes the joy in living. I love that. He also kind of gives like these understanding or breakdown of like, what do these things mean? Um, Excuse me. It comes from certain non-vegetal foods. Again, a sentence I'm confused by, but I just move on. Um, Our organism transforms it in the liver. It is an essential constitution of the cell walls. So it's kind of giving an understanding of also what the function of this this part of the blood is. Um, When I have cholesterol, it's because I no longer have the joy of living. And maybe it's 
Maybe you do have a joy of living, but it's not the joy of living that you used to have. Maybe cholesterol has come in because you've been bogged down a little bit by all the things that you have to do on your to-do list and you need to shift the way in which you're looking at life. It's kind of like I, I was working with a client last week and I said, it's not always what you're doing, but how you're going about, how you, you are showing up to that doing that is the most important. Because if you're showing up rushed and you're doing the action in a, in a place that is, we need to hurry and get this over with versus being really present, being in joy for the experience. Kind of like you can fold your laundry, hurry up trying to get it done and over with because you hate your laundry. And every time you fold your laundry, you're thinking about how much you hate it. Or you can fold your clothes thinking about how grateful you were or are for those clothes and how much they cover your body and how much they make you feel good and how much they protect you and just really folding them with gratitude. Again, same action, different place that you're coming from in your being. So when looking at cholesterol, you can look at, okay, is there something here? And then of course, the there's much longer description and I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but the first line of what you can work on to heal this says, I accept to change immediately by letting joy flow inside me like a child who is enchanted by the beauties of life. I love working with these books and I oftentimes will pull them out when I'm working with clients to get a different understanding about physically what is going on. And that's really what this episode is about. I want to encourage you to look at your body and realize some of the ailments, some of the challenges, some of the pains, whether they're minor or whether they're huge, are actually here for you to teach you or show you something. They're, they're communicating with you and trying to help you maybe awaken or heal at a deeper level. So that's all this is. This is an invitation to deal to heal your life at the next level in maybe a new way or to look at the things that are happening in your life from a new perspective. Again, take what you need, leave the rest, and I really hope that you got something amazing from this. Thank you so much for listening to The Cody Lee Show. My name is Cody, and if you have loved this show and really gotten amazing things out of it, please share this podcast. You can share this podcast with a friend or you can leave a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on my website at www.codylee.com. And please join us next week as we dive into the topic of cultivating your own healing team. I believe that it is really important to create a team of healing and not just put all of our eggs in one basket. That way we have more of a complete healing in the journey. And also, I wanted to invite you into activating your purpose. It's an amazing deep dive into cultivating your purpose from a place of embodied being that I am starting this March, March 2021. And we are gonna be going through this whole entire amazing Gene Keys journey activation sequence over the course of four months. So you're gonna get your own unique profile that'll connect you with your genes and your DNA and your actual purpose, the gifts and the shadows that are there. And we're gonna walk through the journey of how to discover, how to contemplate, how to allow all the things that need to come up and be healed, but also how to allow our own inner light, your inner light to come through and shine more clearly and more freely and to really live and be your purpose in action in everything that you do. So I wanna invite you to that if you want to check that out. It's 
It's codylee.com slash purpose and come join us in activating your purpose.